Welcome to the Voices of Women Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tatiana Resnik, a practicing physician and a certified life coach. You will hear about inspirational journeys and practical tips from amazing women physician experts, as well as effective coaching tools and steps to joyful success. Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited to have our special guest today, Dr. Amita Kumar. She's truly a multi-talented person. Not only is she a delightful person and a practicing internal medicine physician, she is also a certified life coach, does real estate, travel business, and a lot of other fun things. In addition to everything else, she helped her husband, Gabriel Bites, to publish his children's book, basically acting as a publishing agent. And today she will share with us how she did it. If you have an idea about writing a book and want to learn how to publish it, please listen up. Welcome, Anita. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and how all of this started. Thank you so much for having me here. As you know, I have been getting coaching for about a year, more than a year, some from you, some from scholars. And we also joined LGA a, a little more than a year ago. And we, well, I helped my husband publish some of the bedtime stories that he told our kids when they were little. Thinking about it for a few years now. In fact, I tried to surprise him, but it did not go quite as planned. I submitted all the stuff I could and we kind of got scammed. And in the process, I had to tell him about my surprise. And then he had to help us put together the manuscript. So anyway, the manuscript got done. And then I didn't really know where to go from there. And then I was, of course, afraid to hire anyone else because we weren't really sure what we were doing and we didn't know where to start. And then LGA arrived in my world and we started asking around and we found a wonderful publishing coach for children's books, April Cox, and she helped us do everything. <laughs> so, so everything from an editor and, you know, actually getting multiple editors to help us figure out which editor we wanted and getting a sample edit to the illustrator and the graphic designer and the audiobook and the recent for the book that he's gotten. All those things. Our dreams came true and it was part of our pandemic projects. So along with my life coach certification during the pandemic, we published a children's book during the pandemic. My husband started a fund during the pandemic, a real estate fund. We continued practicing medicine and we did a little homeschooling while we were at it. We did a lot of things. And, and it's kind of amazing because I think as physicians, we forget how much we've done and we've accomplished. And I actually caught myself with one of my patients the other day saying, oh yeah, the pandemic, I, I kind of forgot all about it. It was all a blur, nothing happened and everything happened. <gasps> And then I stopped myself, yeah. right? Because nothing didn't happen. Lots of things happened. <laughs> A lot of things happened. It's true. <laughs> it's, it's been busy time and you accomplished a lot. In fact, despite pandemic. Wow. How did you decide to go traditional publishing versus self-publishing road? What factors to keep in mind? We just asked around and somebody led us to her. You know, her website is self 
publishingmadesimple.com. And if anybody wants the referral code, you can just message me or more advice. We talked to many people. She was so certain and she had published so many books and helped so many people publish books that I just decided we wanted to get this book done. Mm -hmm. We didn't really think we were going to make millions off of it or even thousands like we have, you know, we, I'm just looking to break even. And it's a, it's an amazing legacy to leave behind for our kids and, and really just an amazing journey. Cause now he's working on book number two and he is thinking about writing a real estate book as well. And actually, once you've published a book, the first one is the hardest. Yeah, it's it's awesome you did it. And what publishing agency did you end up using? So we just ended up um, doing print-on-demand self-publishing through Amazon. Yeah, and we looked into like bulk printing and some traditional publishers. It, it's actually relatively easy. Anything is easy once you know how to do it. You just start and follow the steps and somehow magically there's a book. <laughs> comes to your doorstep. Yeah. And how about cover design? Your cover is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> how did you do it? Yeah, I think the cover really is beautiful. I, I wish I could take any credit for it at all. Um, I just described something that sounded a little like uh, the scene from Nemo where that girl is looking in the in the fish tank. And actually the illustrator drew a beautiful cover design with a girl staring into a fish tank. And then the graphic designer just was like, no, 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 no. Tell me, tell me about yourself and tell me about your children. Since, you know, the book is named after a children. And then she just did some magic, like graphic designer magic and put the font in and change the colors and put some bubbles in there and took the girl out and voila. <laughs> yeah. And how about illustrations? Uh, how do mm. you get some done? What's the process? <laughs> Okay, so the illustrations were a lot more tedious, to say the least, than I thought. It is not just about, I thought that I could just, you know, pass over the manuscript to the illustrator and tell him to read the book and do his artist thing, right? Like, I'm not an artist. I just said, here's the book, make some pictures, you know, be inspired. I just let it like be however he wanted it to be, but he wanted a lot more description details, you know, and I, I guess this is not abnormal. We had several people give us like sample illustration and we chose him. He really liked what he was reading. Maybe he read the first true chapter. His sample included the cover and five other sample pictures and they were just amazing. So we went with him. We had to make an illustration brief, which is basically where you describe the illustrations you want in as much detail as possible. And it's great. You also have to like Google search the things you're thinking because my brain is not the same as another person's brain. You know, I'm imagining something and then he may not imagine or she may not imagine the same thing I'm imagining. So I didn't, I was kind of open, but then I realized when he started sending us illustration examples that it wasn't quite as open as I thought it was. <laughs> and so then uh -huh. we had to Google images and attach those to the illustration brief. And the illustrations process was quite long. It, it, it should have been like six or eight weeks, but it ended up taking like three, almost four months to complete. I did get very impatient in between. I got not just impatient, but like frustrated a couple of times. But, you know, at some point I finally realized there will be a book. It, it's, it's okay. It's not like we were making a Christmas book and we needed it out by Christmas, right? Or a Valentine's mm -hmm. book and it needed to be out by Valentine's. 
Uh, who did you use for illustrations for your book? Ananta Mohanta. He's an individual uh-huh. illustrator at the moment, and he put in a bid. Our publishing coach really helped us connect with a lot of these people. So she has some connections, and then she has connections of connections. So she puts out an ad and says, you know, looking for a sample illustration for this book. And we had nothing. We didn't have any illustration. We just had our manuscript. She just put out the first chapter and just said, let's see what you guys can come up with. Very interesting. And how much time did the process personally take you? Oh, the time it took us, uh, me, I would say like a scheduled one hour, but definitely an extra like hour or two per week for three months, four months. So 30 hours Mm -hmm. plus for the first few months and then probably another 30 or 40 in the last couple of months. So, you know, like 60, 70, maybe more. I lost track. And, you know, I think because when you love it, really keeping mm-hmm. track of the hours and between Facebook Messenger and email uh-huh. and WhatsApp and Dropbox. Uh-huh. I don't know how many hours I really truly spent. Mm-hmm. Is it just for illustrations part or total? No, no. I mean, for the whole thing. So of course, my husband spent many, many, many uh-huh. more hours, probably 100 hours um, editing his book, maybe more, or writing the manuscript uh, time with the editor, at, you know, things like that. I see. And how about marketing part? The marketing part is tricky. So the marketing is ongoing. It's been it's been good. We're basically just doing Amazon and and Facebook, not really even Facebook ads per se, but just a few influencers on Instagram and it's going fine. I think word of mouth is my favorite. Where my husband is doing some author visits at the school and at the local bookstore. We're just having fun with it mostly. What obstacles did you encounter and how you overcame them? (laughs) I think that because we were a team, it was easier to overcome some of the obstacles. So my first obstacle, of course, was hiring a company, I thought, to ghostwrite and print and illustrate the book and then finding out that they disappeared or they went bankrupt or whatever they did. That was the first obstacle. And I think that the biggest take home is perseverance. There is no obstacle that we can't overcome, especially as physicians. My husband and I reminded each other, I think several times, like, come on, it's out of our control. I think that's probably the hardest part, but it's not like it's hard. It's just a matter of following up with people and continuously following up with people and mm-hmm. bothering people and annoying people yeah. and emailing people over and over again or messaging people. I just think that's part of it. But <laughs> the real mm-hmm. obstacles are just about keep going, keep going, right? Yeah. That's it. What would you do differently if you were to start all over now? I probably wouldn't have been in such a rush. Not that not that it didn't happen just the way it was supposed to happen, but like I kind of started off trying to get the illustrations and the graphic designing and all the websites. You have to get ISBN numbers. You have to submit your copy to the Library of Congress. And there's a bunch of other random websites, Ingram Spark versus Amazon, all these things. I, I did all those things at the same time as my husband was doing editing. And I didn't realize how much his manuscript may have changed. So and not that it officially changed, but more like it was 25 Word document pages and it turned into like 45 Word document pages uh-huh. after the editing. He changed like name and he changed a couple of scenes and after I'd already made the illustration brief and the illustrator was working on those things it's hard to go back 
and tell him, oh no, that's not what it is anymore. So we did a little bit of like backtracking. It's really not the end of the world, but I guess that might've been one thing. And also just like trusting ourselves instead of getting like 10 proofs of his book, the book, I think I would have just gotten one or two proofs and not tried to pretend like it was going to be perfect the first time around. If you were to make a roadmap of the steps to publishing a book in chronological order, what would it look like? First of all, you've got to get your manuscript done. So find an editor, get your manuscript uh -huh. done, done, and then go to the next step. Start the other stuff. Get, get your illustrator, get the bids for mm -hmm. illustrators, pick an illustrator. I strongly suggest that you not try to do this yourself. Uh -huh. um, there are many publishing coaches out there. April was one of my favorite just because she's like a grandma and she just is doing it because she loves it. And And she's got like many free YouTube videos and she's got an author mastermind group for people that can't get past their writer's block. And she just has so many different resources and connections. That was probably the best thing. That's really the big thing. Then the graphic designer and the marketing is ongoing because you want to tell people that you're going to put this book out. Then when you have your mock-up of your cover, it's really cute and really like exciting because then you have something to actually physically show people what it's going to look like. You start doing all the other things signing up for Ingram Spark and the ISBN numbers and the SIP block and the Library of Congress and the website and learning how to build a website. Like all of that is new too. To me. Uh -huh. All those things are, are all ongoing at the same time. Wow, it's, it's a lot actually, yes. <laughs> it's a lot, it's, a lot. It's, it's doable. Can you tell us a little bit about the book? What's the title of the book and what age is this for? So it's called The Adventures of Arya and Krishna Beta Fish. So beta fish, meaning I'm sure most of you that are parents have little fish that those little Siamese fighting fish, they're really hardy. That's why all our kids get them. And we had pet beta fish, many different pet beta fish, about five different ones. And so when my kids were little, like, you know, I guess two and five. For many years, my husband started telling the kids stories before bed. And so he named the story Arya and Krishna Betafish. And there weren't many multiple stories. It was just one story, but it was like chapter after chapter after chapter. And these Betafish go on some serious adventures. They start out in a pet shop and they get transferred to a pond and then they end up down some place where they get connected to the river and then they encounter a bear and some humans and then telling the human about how they lost their parents and they go on this quest to find their parents and then they eventually meet back up together with their parents i shouldn't spoil it but i mean yeah it's a kids <laughs> book but it's amazing because it's not just that so there's a bunch of stuff that happens in this book but this is just chapter one. next book they go to space But I might have been told that that might be book three, because apparently in book number two, they have some other adventures by the ocean and the desert, and they meet an armadillo and a snake. And... It's such a cute, it's like awesome. <laughs> it, it's pretty cute. I, it's really cute to me because, of course, it was, it's, you know, named after my kids. What ages is it for? This is for age six to 10. There are some like, I guess the kids find hilarious parts that are kind of gross humor. Also, there's some educational parts. You know, one of the big things is I joke, all my husband had to do was put his manuscript together and then I had to do all the hard work. But he did lots of research, you know, looking into the difference between koi fish and catfish and beta fish and different kinds of bears and which bears lived in what parts of California because it's set in California. So he did a lot of research. I give him a hard time. And then you'll see, like, when he gets to the desert, he had to figure out which animals live in that part of the desert or which animals will 
interact with each other versus not or be around. And anyway, there's a lot of research that goes into these books. I'm just the publishing agent, we'll call it. Wow, it's so awesome. Seriously, what a cool journey. If our listeners want to learn more about the book, where can they do so? The best way for the book is probably just to go to our website, www.betafishadventures.com, B-E-T-T-A. Also, we have a web Facebook page, Betafish Adventures, and Instagram, Betafish Adventures. <laughs> and of course, I mean, if anybody wants to email me or DM me, that's fine too. My email is amitakumar.md at gmail.com. Which three practical tips could you give our listeners who just started the journey of publishing a children's book? How to make this process easier and more efficient and more fun? I think that the biggest thing is just keep on going. And, you know, honestly, YouTube is probably your best friend, but there's so many free services and resources. Your book is a gift to the world. So just think of it that way. And I know this is not just for physicians, but honest physician, and you're thinking about writing, please do. And, and know that if you are a doctor, that you can also write a book. I promise. Now you can publish a book. The writing part, I think many people have now told me that they have like an idea or they have like a, they've started a manuscript, they have some ideas, but they haven't got the courage to take the leap. So I'm here to say, take the leap. I'm I, I so much can relate to it because I'm writing a little children's book and it is not done yet, but eventually it will. And all of this is super helpful. All of this process, how to publish it. It seems so overwhelming sometimes, but it's good you show us away. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes. And I'll tell you the other thing that's really interesting now when I look at a book, I don't just see, of course, the content. I see, like, is it a matte cover? Is it a glossy cover? Are they white pages? Are they cream colored pages? How big is the font? How many pictures are in there? Are they black and white? Are they colored? It's crazy. And now I kind of know why some of my kids' books that are like 20 pages are $18. <laughs> you know, and our book that's 125 pages with 40 black and white pictures is only $9.99. Well, one, that's where the market is. But the color illustrations cost a lot. It's a print and yes. to, to make, yes. you know? So I feel better about my $20 kids' books now. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. It was so great having you here. And thank you for all the ideas. Thank you. Thank you for coming with us on the journey through Dr. Kumar's path to publishing your husband's children's book. Make sure to join us next time to hear about finding joy in the kitchen and time-saving cooking tips with Dr. Daniel Manalo. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed it or found it helpful, please subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share with a friend. Have any topics you'd like covered? Send me an email at joyfulsuccessliving at gmail.com. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram to connect at Joyful Success Living. Have an amazing week. See you next time. The Voices of Women Physicians podcast 
is for entertainment purposes only and does not provide any medical, financial, tax, legal, or psychological services or advice. You are responsible for your own well-being, decisions, and results. Dr. Resnik is a practicing physician, but Voices of Women Physicians podcast is not reflective of the opinion of her employer. You should always contact professional if you have any specific questions about your unique situation.